Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Sue Kaplan has a Master of Arts degree in Fine Arts from Wits University. Her honors thesis is entitled A Matter of Loss and Life, Curating Presentations of Exilic Communities Through Jewish Mourning Practices in Cape Town, South Africa. And now her upcoming exhibition has provided her with an opportunity of putting that theory into practice. Sue, welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Sue, tell me a little bit about the exhibition that you're planning. Well, uh, let me first add that the exhibition, we're still in discussions about having the exhibition and the date that will be, when it will be held, but it will be probably mid to late next year. Um, so um, the, there's still going to be a lot of work to be done, but um, it's going to be a very exciting project, and I'm hoping that um, that it will be yes, that it will be for the year, for the for the for the time during the um, mid to late um, 2018, okay. 2019. Sorry, 2019. Okay, so you've got time to think about it. What is yes. what is behind the exhibition? So my uh, my interest originally came about thinking about migration, and um, it was very topical, especially in 2016, when um, when I was thinking about um, how it was impacting on the whole world, especially when there were so many migrants leaving Syria and arriving in parts of Europe, and it started affect. I started realizing that um, the issues were very personal to me as a Jewish woman. And, and in terms of my identity, it was sort of embedded in my DNA, really. Um, so I felt that um, I needed to narrate my own story and kind of narrow the gap, I guess, between the past and the present. Right. Yes. What happened then? Oh, so I, um, I started looking at how I could um, approach it because I... Um, I had been to a number of cemeteries around Europe, and I've always been very interested in, in cemeteries. And um, uh, I, I, I was originally interested in um, – I was in Prague, and I looked at the cemeteries there, and I just realized how um, remembering is such an important part of of our history. And the one way that you can remember is by – um, putting stones on on cemeteries and on graves, and um, so I, I, I decided that having come to Cape Town, the one place that I felt um, would maybe sort of um, ref, uh, um, affect me was to go to the Woodstock Cemetery, which is one of the oldest cemeteries in South Africa, and um, it, it predates the Pineland Cemetery, it predates the Maitland Cemetery, and it's actually a very sad cemetery because it's abandoned. So, so I guess um, that was the primary site of engagement for me was to use that cemetery. It was operational from, 19, from 1848 to 1887, and um, it's now this abandoned place. And it sort of lives between... Um, a community in Woodstock, which has this, where there's rising gentrification, um, and the only way you can really get in is having to get a key guy to come and let you in. And so I, 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 I used the, some of the stones which I took from that cemetery, and I created an exhibition at, at um, 
at one of the Michaela studios. So we need to take a short break, Sue, but after the break, um, maybe we can look at different traditions, different cultures that also use stones and how that kind of translates into what you're going to be doing next. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I'm talking to Sue Kaplan, who is a teacher, artist, and curator. Sue, you were talking about stones, something that um, we associate possibly with when we go to cemeteries as Jewish communities. We place a stone on the grave. We're not the only culture to do so. 18th century, for example, European graves were originally designed for for visual impact. And um, people would go there and meander around there and meditate almost. And um, then they sort of evolved into cemeteries where it became sort of a contemplative place for the departed. And um, I, um, people used to see it as a sort of point of access to other worlds. So the stone would then act as a signifier in a way to, um, uh, to fix absence. And, um, and in fact, many, many different cultural groups used um, um, stones, which almost became... The, the, the markers for the grave sites. So you would see these cairns where stones got piled up on top of each other. The Zulus have used it. The uh, Europeans have used it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's, not an, it's not a new custom and it's not um, just a Jewish custom. What are your, th- I mean, one of the things you explore in your dissertation, your honest thesis, is looking at exile and loss. How do you physically explore emotions such as those? <laughs> um, so I, I guess um, I see it as a very intangible um, uh, feeling, really. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to, to express it in a, in a tangible way. But I see it as a way of, I, I, the way I use it is to create some kind of a narrative um, which um, um, sort of expresses the trauma of what has happened to people in some way. So the, the way um, um, you, you, you almost carry the burden of, of your lost past and in some way the space that I've created has become a very contemplative, contemplative space. So you would go into the space in the same way that you would perhaps go into a Holocaust museum um, where it's very... Um, it's something very evocative about being in that kind of space. It's a very quiet space. It's filled with memory and loss, and that's evocative to me. I, I, um, I recently interviewed James Young. He was a guest of the Holocaust and Genocide Center, and he was looking at museums and monuments in Europe to commemorate the Holocaust and how the actual discussion around what should take place is more important than the actual a memorial that's eventually erected. Yes. And I just wondered, with regard to your exhibition and commemorating Jewish loss, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm not um, very fond of memorials per se, but I'm, I, when I was in Europe, one of the um, things that I really loved was that there's been this new movement towards creating these Stolpersteiner, which are these stones or tiles that get embedded into the ground. So as you walk along, you will see the names of people who have been killed. And in a way, that sort of walking across these paths 
is um, far more meaningful to me and far more expressive about um, memorializing mm. somebody who has died. Because the minute something's just a monument, it becomes easily part of the landscape and therefore easily forgotten. Yes, exactly. How, the, the rela- how do you see the relationship between art and curation? Um, curation for me is um, the curator really creates relationships between things and between objects. So um, he will, he's, the curator is almost the alchemist, the person who um, creates the um, ambiance, sets up, almost sets the stage for, for the experience. So it's not necessarily tangible, but there's an enormous amount of research involved in being a curator. The curator has almost got to um, invest in, in art in a way that um, creates value to the experience. And do you work a lot also with art and therapy? What way do you see art as a, as a way to help people cure? So I, I work um, part-time in, in, a, in a rehab center for drug addicts in a, a community near me. And um, I do a, an art sort of therapeutic art processes, um, which was aligned very much with my master's thesis because in South Africa there's no art therapy degree that one can do per se. So I sort of created an art therapy model, which I've used over the years in in a therapeutic sense. Well, I have to take my hat off to you. I think you're extremely impressive. I've been onto your website. Um, it is amazing the kinds of work that you do and the way that you kind of relate art, being an artist yourself, curating art, and then also using it as a tool. Um, Sue, thank, thank you. you so much for joining me. And you'll let us know when your exhibition is on. Thank you very much, and um, thank you for having me. And we can talk more about that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. That was Sue Kaplan, who is an artist, curator, and a teacher.